As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Tuesday. Minnesota holds off the Bears' fields with a horrible performance. Minnesota now a 30% chance to make the playoffs. Less than that, the Browns, their playoff odds cut in half down to about 15% chance after a terrible loss to the Raiders. And that's not just because we had them in the Super Contest. Horrible. Tonight, there's two games on Tuesday. Rams favored by seven and a little extra vig over the Seahawks. Eagles by nine and a half against Washington. We'll cover both. Here comes the four out of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a big Tuesday. One of those rare Tuesdays. I had a friend, not really a friend, a, a distant acquaintance. McKenzie? No. <laughs> He's he's all, he's in between the two, okay. right? <laughs> and he used to always be worried about other people's success. So he he went up uh, to a friend of mine's in Columbus. You know, I grew up in a small town, a couple hours away. And on Tuesday night, they were having pork chops. He goes pork loin on a Tuesday, <laughs> like pork loins for Sunday. <laughs> well, NFL, it's Tuesday. We got two. 
two NFL games. And a recap, sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's a little tip, guys. He's coming out hot today against the Browns. The fan who beats a man, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the Browns fall to the Raiders in the final seconds. The Bears lose for the eighth time in their last nine games. And you mentioned Tuesday night football. We've got the L.A. Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks and the football team going up against the Eagles in a matchup with some big playoff implications. What is the Vegas lead? Well, I'm going to say this. I think that it's unfair to judge fields by things like wins and losses. Okay, he gets another kind of judgment, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Let's start with the Browns, and quite frankly, a lot of angles in this game. The Las Vegas Raiders 16, the Cleveland Browns 14. The Raiders win and cover uh, most numbers, although the number bounced around a lot throughout the week. Uh, what was it ever? Oh, so it ended up being three for the Raiders. Right? So, in theory, they didn't cover the close. They did not cover the close. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard, shot for the best number, time your bets the best you can. I got a great number. At least it seemed like it in the Super <laughs> Contest, plus, plus one and a half. But then it was, what, minus three to our favor, right, at one point? Yeah. It felt really good till about 15 seconds left in that game. Yeah. Well, maybe it felt really good until Baker Mayfield was declared out. Now, Colin Cowherd, who leads the parade of anti-Baker, but AJ, you're in the second car. Thank you. Uh, with, I mean, it's a, it, I'm not saying there's a clown horn on it. I'm just saying there's a second car. What do you think? Because I think you might have to eat a little crow here because Baker didn't look so bad compared to what we saw. No, obviously the, the offense last night was dreadful, only only putting up those 14 points. Whose offense? The Browns yes, offense. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I, I don't know how much of a difference Baker makes. Obviously, well, you assume I mean, he makes hold on some. Hold a second. Hold on a second. We know. We've seen this offense throughout the normal year. Is it, is it this offense? Last night was especially bad. Exactly. So we know. Yeah. We know. Because the Raiders don't have a great defense. They do not have a great defense. So if you are well below average. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. If you, well, I'm not sure it was ever great. It might seem good. Uh, if, if, if you're well below average against a below average defense, your offense is probably playing pretty bad. So. But we yeah. did see Baker Mayfield put up 10 against the Ravens two weeks ago. Well, we I'm, saw not him saying, put up I'm not saying there's not a time. 13 against the Lions. So yeah, I'm not saying there's not a time that he's going to underperform, but you take the average. And what we had is a one-game average here. And so let me ask you this. The line moved pretty drastically when Baker was declared out. Yeah. Were you firing the no. other way? No. All right. So we think Baker's a lot better. Than Nick Mullins? Than Nick Mullins. Yes. Who Nick Mullins was on all kind of lists as some kind of special quarterback. The first, uh, how fast they get to X thousand yards. You've seen those lists. How shocking. I mean, him and Jimmy G stats were pretty comparable for a long time. Now, some of that might be Shanahan's perceived brilliance. But obviously, Nick Mullins is a third-string quarterback for a reason. By the way, Nick Mullins was on pace for the second-most passing yards ever through 16 starts. So I'm pretty sure that pace has either come to fruition or not. Or was that counting this game, McKenzie? That was before this game. That was last year, the end of last year, though. But so. he didn't start before that. Right. So between then and now. Okay, so that's interesting. Did he? I mean, I added up. Did he make it? 
You can do he, that and let us know. He's he, up to 17 starts. I'll get you the final Yeah, word. yeah. You might want to do that. That's Mackenzie, everyone. You know, you ever hear? Did you ever listen to Rob, Rob Dibble and um, Dan Patrick back in the day? I think yeah, I heard some of that back in the, like when uh, when Dan was on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they used to call Dibble the showstopper. Yep. I think we have a new showstopper. <laughs> See, let me throw something out there. With no, he did it, by the way. Number one ever. First th- through sixteen starts, forty six hundred passing yards, and through his second sixteen, <laughs> one forty seven to start. But, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. If you said, if I told you Trevor Lawrence, ah, the savior, had in his first full season effectively the most passing yards in the history of the NFL, forget Red Grange, Otto Graham, slinging Sammy Baugh, (laughs) none of that matters. It's Nick Mullins. Wow. What would you say? But no, it's not Nick Mullins. It's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. No. We thought so. He was that great. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's what we'd have to say. But but with Nick Mullins, we just say, nah, doesn't fit my narrative. I don't want to hear those stats. <laughs> it's 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 confusing me. <laughs> I don't know. I think Baker looked pretty good here. You know who didn't look good? Baker in his absence is Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't want to say a flaccid performance, but <laughs> you think I would have prepared that, but I did. <laughs> but if you look at the e- his EPA, so I mean, let's be candid though. The Browns are supposed to be a running team. They're supposed That's to our be, identity. They're supposed to be the team that can grind out a win. And the kind of team that, hey, you don't need a great quarterback, right? Just give us a good quarterback. Well, if you look at the rushing performance, the expected points added, which is simply an efficiency stat, you look at the efficiency, the team was 36 percentile. So that means two-thirds of the league runs better typically than the Browns did yesterday. And again, they needed for their playoff lives to run well because they had a third-string quarterback. Nick Chubb, who you know we've mentioned before, is one of the running backs that do actually matter under four yards per carry. Does he? But, I mean, that's what some people say. The Browns believe that, right? They paid him. They paid him, which supposedly the Browns are a super woke, smart team. They're on the forefront of analytics. In fact, ESPN had a poll in the offseason which teams focused the most on analytics. Last year, it was the Baltimore Ravens one. I think Browns were second. This year, Browns first, Ravens second. But what we saw, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, was we saw Jim Harbaugh make an atrocious decision for two reasons. One we talked about yesterday. There's another reason. And then we see the Browns here pay a running back who seemingly can't get more than four yards. He averaged less than four yards a carry and a 36 percentile efficiency. And and averaged less than that on the final drive where the Browns had a chance to seal the deal. Could not get a single first down on that last drive with three That's running all they needed. That's all they needed. Now, you had a statement in pre-production. You don't like to be too controversial. You like it's, you're an, an unusual radio guy that likes to like be in the back. You, you like to be part of the the mix. Those guys don't usually get paid. Those guys in the back. That's crazy. So you're stepping up now because I like this take. Your take involves really how disappointing the Browns are. I think the Browns are the biggest disappointment in the NFL this season. All right, now I think we might want to quantify that a little bit. The Browns' preseason wins win total was ten and a half, sixth in the league. 
They're seven and seven. They're in last place in the AFC North. Yeah, but last play when you're seven and seven, you're five hundred, right? If, if they would have won this game, if it was a missed field goal. I mean, I, I don't want to speculate. I think they'd be eight and six. I think that's correct. Okay. Now, how far behind are they at that point? I mean, are we talking about making or missing a field goal? Are we talking about one made first down or not? I agree with you. If you project out and you see their their upcoming games, they project out to have about one and a quarter wins in the next three games. So they play at Green Bay, obviously a tough game, at Pittsburgh. Home against Cincinnati. We're going to call one win between Pittsburgh and Cincinnati because it's about half a win each. Little about a quarter win against Green Bay. So they're they're probably going to finish with, or at least projected to finish with eight and a quarter wins. That will be two and a quarter wins less than expected. That's a pretty big underperformance. I agree with you. The Browns are a huge disappointment. How much do we question? Did we rush to judgment with their coach and the whole staff? Yeah, so Kevin Stefanski shows up last year. He's got a really talented roster. Coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. And everybody thinks, wow, the Browns finally found the right head coach. Did they? I, I don't know. I don't know what Kevin Stefanski is. because I think maybe we were quick uh, to... We might say Stefanski's absence was part of the problem yesterday. If only he was there. Maybe if, so. If it makes Baker Mayfield... You know, what's interesting is there's some speculation, and we're straight out of Vegas that the Browns should have went for it on that fourth down instead of punting. And it seems extreme. In fact, let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to finish up on the Browns. We're going to get to the Minnesota game. We won't spend a lot of time on that. But we're going to start the Browns ending discussion with should they have went for it on fourth down. It would have seemed drastic, but the math says maybe they should have. And by the way, Jim Harbaugh, is it Jim or John? John for the Ravens. John Harbaugh hates math, apparently. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home. And you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. 
With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash crshow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash CR show. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash CR show. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all terrain tires for on and off road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoppe. In just a minute, we're going to look at the other game that got played last night between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. Paul Gloin on a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good day to join. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you. And we're going to keep working extra hard to reciprocate the consideration. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 56 degrees. The neon is oscillating. All right, let's wrap up this conversation on the Browns before we get into the other Monday night we'll wrap football wrap it up game. when I want to wrap it up, buddy. All right, pal. But let's wrap it up. <laughs> the, the Cleveland Browns, we were talking about if they made the right decision by not going for it well, on fourth and, down. And no one's even talking about this. Let's give uh, Kevin Cole some credit at PFF. He was going through the numbers here, and it's, it's pretty compelling. So... We were talking about the inability of the Browns to run out the clock. First, let's kind of make the case on how different that is compared to last year. Last year, the Browns uh, had, what was it, four different situations where they could run out the clock at the end? Five. Five. With a, with a, a one-score lead. And how'd they do? Five and oh. Five and oh. They ran out the clock Ran out time? the clock. So, the other team, it's like, oh, it's like Jerome Bettis style. You, you're done. You don't get the ball Four-minute offense, they call it whatever. Okay. Wow. This year, how many times have they been in that scenario? Four. All right. How many times they run out the clock? Two. I thought they ran out the clock one of the th- one, but they won one other one. They, no, they've they've run the clock out 
two of the four. No, you're right. They did run it out one, two of the games they lost, and one. Let me, let me. They ended up winning. Yeah, let me try this. Okay, there's four times they got had the ball to run it out. Only once they did that. Yes, run it all the way down. Yeah, of the three other times they won one of them, so they kicked it back and still won. So they effectively won two or four times. However, they did with the ball to run out the clock with one score. Last year they were five out of five. So two out of four they won. So they lost two games this year. Last year, they lost zero in this situation. Okay, they didn't run it out. That's a failure, no doubt about it. And again, back to how good is this offensive line? How good is Chubb? How good are the Browns' front office, the staff, the analytics? I don't know, right? Remember the the Broncos game where they played the Broncos with with basically nobody, and we said maybe it's their offensive line, their identity as a running team. Maybe it's just so strong that it doesn't really matter what else is going on. Or maybe it's Drew Locke was the quarterback on the other that side. That might be the answer. But but listen, the Browns aren't dumb. They're not stupid. The question is, are they above average by a smidge, or are they the elite bastions of progressive football thinking that they've been made out to be? Well, here's something they could have missed, and maybe this was the absence of Stefanski, and this would have been a bold call. But the situation was the two-minute mark warning had just been reached, and they had the ball on, the Browns did, on their 30-yard line, three yards to go. Fourth and three on their own 30, up by two. Only a crazy man would go for it there. Well, let's consider the following. We know from the NFL feed that when the Raiders got the ball, they had a 39% chance to win. So that means, hey, Browns kicked it. They had a 61% chance to win. That's pretty good. Well, what's the chance they would have made it on fourth and three? About 50-50. Point flip. All right. So 50% of the time, so now you're like, okay, Raiders win 50% of the time versus 39. The punt was good. But wait a minute. What do the Raiders do if there's a failure on that fourth and three most of the time? It's usually going to be run, run, run. Browns had three timeouts. Assuming, timeout, 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 assuming the Raiders make the field goal, now the Browns get the ball with, I don't know, a minute 40 left? And all they need is a field goal to win? You do the math, and it comes out. And this is an example. Listen, I don't like the parroting of aggressiveness. Go for it. Go for it. Ah, go for it. Over and over. It's like another Barney at the bar. It's just they think they have, uh, they, they're educated Barneys at the bar. But I don't want to deny the math that this would have been a very interesting place to go for it. Because I think mathematically, it's superior to go for it here, but now the catch-22 is, well, is it really 50-50 with Nick Mullins, even though he is the fastest or the most yards ever after 16 starts in the history of the NFL? He's a below-average quarterback as a third-stringer. You know, I don't know. I know that Stefanski's Replacement's not going to make that call because it's such a, a, a gutsy call. If the, I mean, the game being a 14-13 game, does that make you look at it differently than if it was, say, a 42-41 game? Yeah, I think it just talks about the relative lack of efficiency of the offense, which makes it the math, I think, a little optimistic. It makes you think that punting seems like a better idea there? At least at least it's a close close call. Yeah, I, I, I think, in general, I like the idea of going for it there, but I think in a game where, I mean, the Raiders couldn't do anything with the ball either, you, you just assume you give them a little bit of a longer field, they're going to do what they've done all night and just scuffle on offense. But they did. But still, 
another winning week in our Super Contest, 3-2. and two. We did have Minnesota. We'll get to them in a minute. We will be talking about Harbaugh's decision, too. You know, let's do this. Let's talk about Harbaugh's decision, and then we'll go to the Vikings. And then we're going to be previewing two games. I mean, this is a jam-packed <laughs> rest of the hour. We're straight out of Vegas. All right, so yesterday I explained Harbaugh's big mistake was the 42 seconds left in the game, because even if they make the X or the two and are up one, you're giving Aaron Rodgers the ball back. Now, you might say, RJ, you'd be giving Aaron Rodgers the ball back if you tie it with the extra point. Except with a tie game, the Packers would have been really conservative. You know, a few exploratory short passes, and if they break some yards, maybe they go for it. You know, try to score the uh, field goal. But for the most part, it's going to be, let's go to overtime. Because they don't want an interception and a field goal the other way. But if you're down one, like the Packers would have been if the Ravens had scored the two-point conversion, succeeded with it, it would have been no consideration for risk bombs away downfield very similar to the San Francisco game that Aaron Rodgers with 37 seconds left less than 42 was able to go down and get the field goal to win the game down one in that spot and then one by two so to me man in the Steeler game there was like 12 seconds left or whatever Pittsburgh wouldn't have had a chance to respond. You only go for two in that spot if the other team doesn't have a viable recourse with no risk mattering because you're down. It's almost like the cow, you know, lateral play kind of thing. You're going to do whatever. With Aaron Rodgers, how many seconds are you comfortable giving him? Does he have his beanie on or not? <laughs> I don't think he wears it during the game. Okay, then I, he's better without the okay, beanie. Okay, I agree with that. I, you know, I, I think if it's uh, if it's twenty five, it's almost like he still is going to be better than most in that spot. But it, it's the, I mean, think about it. What's a typical play take? Six seconds. Yeah. Right. So let's call it seven if it's a little more downfield. So you got you know assume they don't. A smart team's not going to bring it out of the end zone. Uh, that's a mistake, Amy, because that takes one play to get what effectively out to the 25 most yeah. of the time. Now, if the Ravens are smart, and they are, Tucker's going to sky the ball to about the 10 and force you to bring it back. And squib, that's a, something. That, yeah, well, yeah, that's a Belichickian move. Um, so, but, so let's just say 42, let's say they don't bring it back seven times seven, seven times six, seven times seven. He's going to have five plays. I mean, five plays with timeouts. I don't, you know, it's not a great chance, but I, it's probably a 20% he gets a field goal. So I think that was the mistake we talked about yesterday, and I think it was a big one. This is even bigger. They scored, the Ravens did. And they were down eight with the extra point or the next, you know, the point after to come, right? Now, if you're going to go for it, the win, it is a humongous mistake. It's an objectively undebatable mistake to do it in the order they did it. Extra point first after the next to last touchdown and then two point conversion to win it. Because if you make the two, if they had made the two, Let's assume they win. Let's even forget the 42 seconds, right? Okay. So you're going to win about half the time because the NFL two-point conversions this year was 49.7 coming in to that game. Some would call that 50-50. 50-50. I think that's a fair one. Now, you're saying backup quarterback. I'm saying he's a good backup quarterback. He's got momentum. I think it's a little optimistic to say 50-50, but let's say 50-50, okay? And half the time you lose. They didn't make it. Okay. Okay. If you go for the two after the next to last touchdown, 
when eight can bring you to six instead of seven. Let's assume you make it. You're going to make it the same half the time, right? Well, next time you kick the extra point when you score and you win. Okay? So, in that scenario, you make it half the time, you win. Justin Tucker's 98.5% on extra points since it was extended back. Let's call that 100. Okay. If you miss it, then the next time you score, you go for two to tie. Now, let's say you make that half the time. So, now it's only going to be 25% of the time that you miss-miss. Those times you lose, just like the sure. one. But the other 25%, which is the miss-make, as in miss the two, make the two, it's tied. Now you go to overtime, and in overtime, you probably win about you know, 10%, or not 10%, but about, let's say, 40% of the time, which ends up being about 10% of the, the game scenarios. So, really, to make this real simple, the difference is if you wait to do it the second time, you either make it or miss it, and the game's decided by that, to go for two the second time. If you go for two the first time and make it, you're as good as ever. You just kick the extra point. But if you miss it, you get a second chance. And if you make the second one, now you go to overtime. And you're going to win a percentage of those. And the percentage that you win in overtime is all gravy. There's really no debate on that. Do you see anything? No. When you... When you put this out for me on on paper especially it's uh, there's no denying that you've got a better chance if you go for it down 8 go for the 2 then and then if you if you don't get it go for it get later if you think about the the, the two different point afters as happening right in a row let's assume you know they just said hey you scored the first touchdown we're going to wait till you score the second to even care about the extra which is kind of stupid but let's say that it was two in a row Imagine them going, all right, let's see here. We got potentially four points to make because there's two twos in a row coming up or zero point, whatever, right? Okay. And let's say at this point you're down two, right? That's what it would be. So you could kick two extra points, boom, boom, tie game. You go to overtime, right? That's fine. Or how dumb would it be to say, all right, we're going to kick the extra point, boom. <laughs> okay, we're down one. Let's go for it. All right, you go for it. You miss, and you're done, right? What you could do is go, you know, we're going to go for it. Let's go for it now. If we make it, great. Kick the extra point. But if you miss it, you know what? We're down two. Let's try it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, if the times that you make this, that two, that brings you to overtime, and that's all the gravy that John Harbaugh, who hates math, apparently— I'm not saying. But you didn't think so a day ago. Listen, I'm not. Listen, his brother and I have some problems. I can't lie. He smells. Now, listen, he's in the four, final four. Let's give him his glory, right? You could smell or not, but if you're in the final four, you're getting some credit. John Harbaugh, I don't know. I don't know. He seems like he doesn't like math. What do you think? I was John Harbaugh's always struck me as an old school guy, and then yesterday you, you told me no, he's like on the forefront of analytics. But then his quotes yesterday made it sound like maybe the Ravens are on the forefront, and John Harbaugh is not fully on board. All right, so Harbaugh is actually talking about this now. I don't think necessarily in response to this. He says uh, from the Ravens editorial director, who is that? It's just some faceless. It sounds like someone is his own PR agent. Harbaugh wanted to delay the ultimate decision on going for two and the win. He thought about the decision all night, and he criticizes himself for it. Is that all it says? Yeah, that's just the the reported. Um, you got away with words, yeah, dude. It's just it's not a quote. It's not a full <laughs> that's quote. A, that's a, turn the mic off. Turn the mic off. Okay. 
<laughs> what have you done? <laughs> you know, it's um, things. Are, things are going so well. Something. Something. <laughs> no, but what's funny here is all the passive voice that they're using. All right, is is the idea of he thought about the decision all night and criticizes himself for it. It's almost like a mental gymnastics to know who's talking about whom and what. It's it's like what politicians do. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. But all, gather your thoughts here, Brad. Brought is how you told me in pre-production. You said, "Hey, Harbaugh is now realizing he made a mistake." Uh, and it was specifically the order of operation of going for two. Where does it say anything like that? Talking about delaying the ultimate he decision. He said he wanted to delay. They, they're justifying it. Yeah, they're, he's saying he made the mistake and he wishes But, but he, he didn't. didn't say that's the mistake. Are you reading it? Harbaugh wanted to delay. And again, this is some unknown third person saying this. Harbaugh wanted to delay the ultimate decision on going for two in the win. He thought about the decision all night. When he says the decision... He's talking about the decision to go for two, not necessarily the order of it. But the fact that we don't that he reads it and gets one thing and I read it and get another, it's kind of the whole point here. They're trying to defray a lot of analysis on this. That sounds like what something the Ravens editorial director's job would be is to kind of muddle Confu- things. Yeah, let's try to confuse things. Right. But why are things being confused? Because I'm telling you, why is that the intention? Because if anything, the, the, the Ravens have been the darlings of the analytics community. Now it feels like you got Harbaugh talking about, and this is what he said. The numbers are the numbers. This is, um, was this after the game, right? This is after the game, yes. The numbers are the numbers, but the numbers aren't perfect. I can tell you this. I've shot a lot of holes in the numbers. You know, he's so smart. With the numbers guys, they don't take everything into account. So you can just make a decision. The numbers are just part of it. I've never heard him talk like that at all. He's always, again, been a darling. It almost feels like there was some hostage situation. He was forced to do the number what the numbers guys wanted. Then somehow, his, you know, whoever escaped, and now he can tell the truth. And now he's some whack job that's like misordering when to go for two and saying it was my gut feeling. Well, we talked about it yesterday after the show. It felt like Art Howe in Moneyball, like where Billy Bean's saying, This is what you got to do. And Art's like, I don't want to do this. I mean, what does this have to do with Stefanski? I mean, I mean, who knows what the connections are here? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, it, it is kind of crazy that all this stuff now with the Chargers, with the Chiefs, with all the going, you know, with going for two so much, with going for it on fourth down, and now one of the guy. I mean, do you think Harbaugh maybe felt like I got to keep up in the ante to to like even get attention now? I got to go for two in these crazy situations, and I'm going to do it out of order just to trick people, and then everyone else is going. The numbers are the numbers. It's a you freaking idiot. What's wild is if he if that two point conversion is successful, you're not hearing Harbaugh complain about the numbers. This is what happens but, when but guys he didn't go by the numbers. If anything, he could have said, "See, no. the numbers don't matter. We made it." <laughs> I mean, if Tomlin did this, he'd be getting crushed. That's probably fair. Oh, it's it's fair. It's more than fair. But but here's what we're gonna keep our eye on, and you can't undercount this. A guy who literally last year heads an organization, the ESPN voted, and they had each team vote who is the teams that value analytics the most, who puts the most resources in it, who values it the most. Last year, the Ravens were number one on that list out of 32 teams. 
This year, they're number two. What we've heard from Harbaugh's quotes, what we saw from his irrational, muddied decision-making has nothing to do with like a strong emphasis on analytics. So there's some incongruency, there's some disconnect that's yet to be uncovered. We'll be on the case. And one other thing, what has been uncovered is the idiots that think they know math that a parrot, like a parrot, like a parrot, Polly wants a quack, cracker kind of stuff, and saying, the numbers are the number. You don't know numbers. These people don't. And just go look. If anyone was talking about Harbaugh had the numbers behind him, unfollow. If you're following them for numbers. If you're following them for amusement, follow them. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. All right, we got a jumbo last segment, all right? We are going to be recapping quickly the Minnesota game. Not much to say, but one important thing at minimum. And... You know what, A.J. Hoffman? You won your prop. My faith in you was rewarded. So you're going to have another prop best bet, right? I, you know sure. Something? I got a couple I like. We'll talk about One of us will have a best bet. That's coming up next. But first, if you're dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury 
with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at that Minnesota-Chicago game from last night, R.J. You had some real good insight on this, A.J., and I think you just did this math just to brag about your prop win again, but since it's good numbers, I'm going to let you do it. Is Your point is, hey, if you look at turnovers, which tend to even out in the long run, and if you look at personal files, you know, the 15-yard penalties – Made a big difference. Yeah, two on one drive on third and long. They called personal fouls that kept the drives so going. When you add them up, five personal fouls last night on the Bears, including one on Nagy. Seven point seven points worth of EPA on those five those five penalties. So the way the NFL quantifies these things, hey, it's over a touchdown of value was lost because of those penalties. Oh, by the way, Minnesota zero such penalties. And then turnovers, how does that equal out? The Bears lost a turnover battle 3-1, to one, netting them negative 12.4 points worth of EPA. So I'm going to do some quick math. It's about 20 points they lost just on turnovers, the net turnover effect, and personal foul net effect. Yep. And they lost by eight. Eight points. I'm thinking it's possible they'd win if it wasn't for those two. The teams. math would say so. I mean, listen, let me check. Yep. Minnesota plays down to their competition. Just the Bears wouldn't let them. McKenzie had a good line. He says, it's like a nosedive competition. Who can kamikaze into the <laughs> ground first? Boom, Bears blew up. And Zimmer said, bring up, the, bring up the nose. And they just missed the ground, and they're flying off into the playoffs, maybe. 30% chance, I think I saw, right? Yeah, 30% to make the playoffs. The funny thing is, I wouldn't be anxious to play them. I don't think I would be either. If I was a good team. No. All right, we got two games tonight. By the way, you were speaking of Cousins, though, because you did have under in that prop. Did he? He had eighty-seven yards. Yeah. So what was the prop? It was over under what? Uh, under 20, 21 and a half completions. And how many did he have? At twelve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a nice one. So I'm, you got something for tonight? I've got one for tonight. All right, but let's do the games for us. Start with the Rams, Seattle. Seahawks plus seven at the Rams tonight. Now let's talk about the roller coaster of this line. It opened up. Oh, I don't know. Rams seven. Has there been any action? Well, the line dropped from Rams minus four, or two Rams minus four on Friday. So it was seven. Then on Friday, down to minus four, so a three-point drop. And that obviously coincides with the Rams having to move this game because they had so much COVID issues. Well, I think the drop happened first, and then the reason for the drop was the ultimate reason right. for the move. And I think the move has freed up some players to potentially yes. be healthy. Von Miller included. Went to six and a half. 
Now it's up to seven. So really, effectively, the premise of the game when it was initially lined last Sunday right, was, hey, Rams are better by a touchdown. And you know what the premise is right now? A touchdown. So all of the machinations, the oscillations, the ups and the downs have evened out. Do you have any opinion on the game itself? Not really. I, I not at the number. I, I like the Rams. I, I mean, I, I well, want to, but I'm like not going to some other number. Like I'm not. 77? I'm not going to play the Rams I, given I, a touchdown. I like, I like with Seattle all the questions. plus seventy-seven. <laughs> I'm not going to play the Rams minus seven given all the questions with COVID. I mean, you're not playing Seattle because. They've also got some pretty big questions. Tyler Lockett out tonight, which he's... You don't think that's accounted for in the line? I'm sure it is. You know what I like is Seattle plus 77. <laughs> if you can get that, I would take it. I do, too. But, you know, if you could have gotten that big plus number on the Cardinals, that wouldn't have been a winner either. That would not have been a winner. How much? Think about this for a minute. If you ever think there's a lock. So, the Cardinals won, lost by how many? 18 points. Right, if I gave you a stranger... And a long black coat emerges from the shadows and says, would you like to gamble, perhaps? <laughs> would so, you like to play a game of chance? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you say, yes, I partake. And you say, I'm going to give you plus 17 and a half on the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> How much would you have bet? I would have bet your house. My house. Yeah. That's, that's nice. <laughs> but all right. So to me, there are no short things. I do. I lean Seattle here, and it's simply because I think they think they're still in the playoff hunt, and because of that, I think they're motivated. A win tonight would make Seattle six percent. A loss would put them at point one percent, basically. So a win is better. A win would be better mathematically. Uh, is your prop in this game? It is in this game. Go for Odell it. Beckham over three and a half receptions. No Tyler Higby again for the Rams. And of the four games Odell's played with the Rams, he's gone over three and a half in two of those games. The two that he went under, one was the first game. Oh, now you're gonna make excuses. His yeah. first game against the four. The other one was against the Jags, where game theory didn't didn't really require them to throw the ball a whole lot. So I think in a game like but this, did they throw the ball a lot? No, they did not against the Jags. You would think that would have been a time they would have got him into the offense. They chose not to. That seems weird to say he's two and two and explain away the two that went under. But you listen. Here's the thing: you went under for a while, and it seems like you don't like it. You like over. I liked more. it last night. Yeah, but you like <laughs> over more, don't I you? I typically prefer. Make it official. Best bet over Odell Beckham three and a half receptions. Listen, I don't often do this. It's not hip to be square, though. I mean, what do you? Oh, you know better than Huey now. <laughs> that was back in 84. I think it was hit to be square. We got any business? Uh, we do. Uh, if you don't want to do the football team. All right. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Okay. So we got the Eagles and the football team, Washington. Line opened up Philly favored by a field goal. Now 10. Now it's 10. <laughs> so net-net, Washington's suffering from the absences. The question is, how well is Rivera and this team suited to combat the absences? Rivera gets a pretty good reputation, but remember, what do the Eagles do? They play old-school football, and they are running the ball, smash mouth. Do you want to deplete a team against that? But here's the thing that points to Washington. The total's under 40. It's 39 and a half. So you've got a 10, <laughs> 10 point. point They're effectively saying this game, let's think about it. It's going to be 30, 15, 15. 25, 15 is the score they predict. So usually you want an attractive double-digit dog with this low of a total. You know what? 
My brain hurts. I'm passing. If you missed any of today's show, including... John Harbaugh hates math, and we explained it. And I think there's no denying it. Yeah, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas. I'm no Dan Byer, but we'll Unlike be back. Mr. Dan Byer, we're going to be here working <laughs> Wednesday and Thursday, baby. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.